Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know how this machine worked. It seems to run on some form of electricity. And it was wrong. It was a bad call, Ripley. It was a bad call. Bad call. Some are good for fighting, others for dying. It's just two movies. Hey. <laughs> Hey, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of It's Just Two Movies. My name is Daniel King, and with me today is my good friend Birdman. Back hey, from, Back from more. Back from um, <laughs> So we, since you're on the show more often than anybody else, we we do a lot of switching back and forth. Like, you pick a movie, I pick a movie, you pick a movie, I pick a movie. Yep. Picked a movie this week, went with a film called Masterminds. Uh, if you haven't seen Masterminds, y- you should. You should. I'm under the assumption a lot of people have seen it because it was on Netflix for a really long time. So I'm under the impression that a lot of people don't like this movie. I could be wrong. Yeah, I see it got some uh, some some pretty rough reviews. So I feel like for this movies like this, the humor really comes through for us because we know people that are like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're from an area that exists in masterminds all that super silly shit that's in this movie is like you can drive 10 minutes all right uh, so you want to tell us a little bit about well we can get into uh director and all that good stuff oh yeah you know i don't know that i wrote all of that down i got, I got quite you. a bit of it though i got you uh real quick if you are uninitiated it's your first time listening to the show what we do here is we take a look at two movies one of the movies at least one of us uh is you know of the impression hey, it's a good movie i like this movie uh, I think it's a good recommend. So we talk about that one. Then we go have a couple of beers and we watch a real piece of shit movie that kind of has something in common with it. We'll fast forward to that later. Yeah, so Masterminds is a September 2016 release directed by Jared Hess and starring Zach Galifianakis, Kristen Wiig, Owen Wilson, Jason Sudeikis, Kate McKinnon, Leslie Jones, Mary Elizabeth Ellis, Devin Ratray, Ken Marino, and a handful of others. If all those names of all those funny people, like if that's not tickling your fancy already. Right. Maybe this isn't for you. I don't know Um, what to tell you. I think this movie's fucking hysterical. It's, yeah. This is a movie that you tried to get me to watch so many times. And finally, I watched it. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, And I've seen it a couple other times. Yeah, it's 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 one of Alicia's favorites, you know, if we're like hamming it up, just kind of hanging out in the kitchen or whatever, we'll just put it on in the other room just to like hear it going because it's so it's so quotable and it's got a lot of like really good replay value just because of the shtick that's in it. It's it's funny. And this is I think it's very loosely based on a true story. The, The event, the main event actually happened, but how it happened and the characters, I think there's a lot of um, yeah leeway there. Uh, it is based on a true story of a real cash heist at Loomis Fargo in North Carolina in 1997. Uh, according to the Wikipedia, 24 people were convicted and they had snagged Damn. $17.3 million of cold hard cash, making it the largest cash heist in American history. 24 people were convicted? I That's what it said on Wiki. I didn't read into a shitload of it. Um so that sounds like a shitload of money. Um, well, they spent a little more than that making this movie. Uh, this had a budget of $25 million and it made about $29.7 million in the box office. But like I said, there are a lot of mixed reviews about it. Uh, I personally, I think this is gold. This is just a really, really fun comedy. Yeah. 
Are you familiar with Jared Hess, the director? I don't believe so. What else has he done? Well, he was a writer for Napoleon Dynamite. Okay. Yeah, I like Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Let's see, writer for Nacho Libre, which I've never seen. It's... I heard it was not great, but... Eh, it's fine. (laughs) I I could see where some people would be like, oh, I fucking love that movie. It's just not for me. Yeah. Other than that, um, he hasn't done a whole lot. I guess they tried to do a Napoleon Dynamite cartoon, and that didn't really work out. I could see that not working out. <laughs> uh, and then the screenplay was actually done by a few people. Uh, Chris Bowman, Emily Spivey, and Hubel Palmer. Hubel. Old Hubel. My man. My man Hubel. My man Hubel Palms. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the thing about the mixed reviews, I wonder if it's that there are so many people out there that can't fucking stand Zach Galifianakis. Maybe. Like, it, they just are tired of his shtick. I, and I kind of, I can see that, because it is a little bit of the same shtick that he's got, you know, in yeah. a lot of his other films. Well, because they were like, oh, I need, I need that guy. You know that thing Zach Galifianakis does all the time? We need that in this movie. Why Do you don't know- you just call Zach Galifianakis? Yeah. Uh, and- Do you know who was attached to the film before Zach, huh? Jim Carrey. Are you? F- <laughs> <laughs> that would have had a different tone altogether. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really like Zach Galifianakis in this. I think it's hilarious. I do also like his stand-up, though. Like Zach Galifianakis live at the Purple Onion. Yes. Yeah. I I love his stand-up. But yeah, like you said, I I can see why some people some people probably fucking hate him. I I really like uh, Between Two Ferns. I have you watched that? I haven't seen it. No, it's it's it is at the top of my list of things to watch on Netflix. It's good. It's good. So the intro for this is well done. You know, it just it's kind of him doing a little bit of a talk down. It, it, you know, I joke about the movie being quotable. I could probably just straight up <laughs> quote the, the first movie. the first forty minutes of this movie at least because it it's very memorable. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack's great. A lot of fun. Um, it's just. God, it's so silly. Yeah, it's just that's, and I love silly movies. That's yeah, why. me too. So what you've got here really is uh, Zach Galifianakis plays a character named David Gant. David, I believe. Yeah, David Gant. You've got uh, Kristen Wiig plays the part of Kelly Campbell. Owen Wilson plays Stephen Eugene Chambers. Jason Sudeikis as Michael McKinney may be my favorite comedic role that I've ever seen on screen in anything. Yeah? Jason Sudeikis as this Michael McKinney character. So we'll get into it a little bit later, but I just want to say he's got a bit that is, I think, my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. But like I said, we'll get into that later. Um, you don't you don't even see Jason. Is it Sudeikis or Sud? I've heard Sudeikis. Could be Sudeikis. Okay. Don't know. Jason, write me at the podcast. It's just two movies at gmail.com. We'll we'll get it all squared away, buddy. But yeah, you don't really see him or you don't see him until what, like 45, like 50 40, minutes? Yeah. And it just here he comes to save the day with this fucking crazy character he's playing. Yeah. You, you've got all this uh, essentially is what's going on. Zach Galifianakis, his, uh, his um, soon-to-be wife is played by Kate McKinnon. Leslie Jones plays like an FBI cop. There's some funny shtick with her in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just really, really good. So what's going on in this heist is David Gant, again, played by Zach Galifianakis, works at Loomis Fargo. Yep. Uh, Loomis Fargo is like an armored car company where they just have a warehouse where they house money for federal banks. Kristen Wiig, Katie Campbell, 
Is it Katie? Kelly. 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 Yeah. Katie. 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 <laughs> Katie. Kelly. Katie. 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 So she gets hired on at this job, and uh, David Gant's like the most exciting thing that's ever happened to him because Kristen Wiig is a good-looking lady, right? So they're you know kind of hitting it off, and she uh, she eventually gets herself fired from Loomis Fargo, and she's talking to Owen Wilson, the the same butterscotch stallion. <laughs> so yeah, I think I, I have here. Owen Wilson's character, it's just classic Owen Wilson. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. does he play? Yeah. Do you, have you ever seen a movie with Owen Wilson where you're like, well, that's a new character? Uh, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. just, yeah. It's Owen Wilson as. Yeah. It's, it's wedding crashers, but only he's like white trashy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just white trashy Owen Wilson from wedding crashers <laughs> who's married to the waitress from, um, Oh yeah. He's married to the, in this movie, he's married to the waitress from it's always sunny. Mary Elizabeth Ellis. Yes. Anywho. So she gets herself fired. She's hanging out with, uh, Steve Chambers played by Owen Wilson. Uh, there's a bunch of people in the house and they're all, you know, drinking some PBR in the middle of the day. <laughs> yep. And uh, they're watching on the news that another guy recently robbed Loomis Fargo and he just got caught. Mm -hmm. And Devin Ratray is hit with a stroke of genius and says, Kelly works over at Loomis. <laughs> and then the guy sitting in the back of the room is like, nah, she quit. She's a Hardee's now. <laughs> <laughs> Working that drive through. Working that drive through, baby. Get them curly fries out. So they, they you know, okay, Kelly's going to leave. She's going to work at Hardee's. And uh, Owen Wilson chases her outside and he goes, hey, listen, do you make any contacts over there? You know, we could probably get away with robbing this bank. That guy did it. He just got caught. Mm -hmm. uh, so they devise a plan. She kind of knows that uh, David Gant has a thing for her. So she calls him up and they go to meet him at a diner. And uh, it's to the effect of D David is <laughs> he sprung a leak in your tit. Why isn't it milk? <laughs> Gosh, sorry. I'm a bigger gentleman than that. I'm just uh, nervous. He yeah, so he, he brings some flowers that he th he thought the place dethorned. Yeah, he goes in for a really awkward hug, <laughs> but he like kisses her shoulder. <laughs> yeah, and one of the thorns hits her tit. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, they're they're sitting across the table, and um, Owen Wilson and his uh, his fucking goons are sitting in the table behind them so they're they're listening and talking in on it and they're they're kind of trying to convince him you know hey let's, let's let's fucking rob this bank you know you're the you're the straight arrow you got it you're the only employee there with an extra key to the vault mm -hmm. it's amazing opportunity uh, and he's like you can't you're not fucking serious about robbing the bank that i know loomis is a big warehouse but that money inside belongs to the banks so mm -hmm. you, technically you're robbing a bank which is a federal offense no shit. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you like try to take multiple million dollars from anywhere, it's probably a federal offense. Yeah. I mean, so here's what I was wondering the whole time. This was what like 97, like the true the the actual event. Yes, 1997. Was that money not traceable back then? I, I don't You know, know what I mean? I Yeah, I don't know. Well, he does mention in the movie Owen Wilson that that he uh he laundered it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so Yeah, that's right because when they when they strike it rich yeah, I think he creates a new company, the moving company. That's what. It, okay, ah, gotcha. Yeah, just to just to wash money. Yeah, but uh, anyway, you know, eventually they're able to talk him into it, uh, mostly because they have Kelly call him and be like, 
Oh, about we run off to Lovers on the Lamb in Mexico, spend all our money on fancy hotel rooms and negligees and rub each other with coconut juices. Uh, she, Kristen Wiig is hysterical in this, man. She just is doing a um, she's doing a really good job of keeping it entertaining and keeping it light and fun. Yeah. While also like helping maintain really good characterization for herself, like for her character arc. Mm hmm. Uh, it's just good, good storytelling. Yeah. A lot of great accents in this. Oh, yeah. Because they're in uh, North Carolina, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think so. That's where the original uh, original heist took took place. That's funny. I think, isn't that where Zach Galifianakis, Galifianakis is actually from? I'm pretty sure he's from. I, I could be wrong. I don't but, know. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. Uh, let's see here. Yep. North Carolina. Nice. Have you seen Baskets? No. I hear it's good. I haven't watched you haven't it. haven't seen it? No, I don't know anything about it. I know it's supposed to be funny. Hmm. Yeah. I have to look into it because yeah. uh, I really do like Zach Galifianakis' um, like his brand of comedy, I guess. Right. I like I like the bit where uh, – and there's there's the – I think the costume – the costumes in this were probably really fun. Like the design – the costume designer probably had a, a ball with this. Oh, they had a fucking <laughs> hoot. David and Jandis – Kate McKinnon's character, her name is Jandice. It was originally just supposed to be like uh, Karen. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, I need, I think it needs something a little different. Like Jandice. Jan- Jandice. <laughs> Lord um, Jandice. <laughs> but there's a bit where Dave and Jandice are kind of testing out their wedding. Uh, oh, they're getting engagement photos. Well, that was earlier, oh, which okay. is also hilarious. Yeah. I think we skipped over that. But I mean, that's. That's something that if you know anything about this movie, you've seen the memes across the internet for oh, the yeah. past, you know, three years. Yeah. But they're they're trying in this scene, they're trying on what they're wearing to the wedding. Yeah. But Kate McKinnon's fucking wedding dress <laughs> is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's got that humongous. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what you call that. It's like a collar. It's like it's got a huge like right collar thing on the back of it. It's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> In this scene, Kelly calls him, and he just like flips shit and like falls over and lands on the table and just right. She just has him flustered, man. She she's got him wrapped around her finger. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's all in. Oh, you, you know what I mean. Yeah. He's all in. Even says at the end of the movie, hell, I'd rob a, I'd rob a thousand banks for you. <laughs> I'd rob a funeral home. So anyway, they, you know, she she convinces him, and he goes, all right, I'm I'm fucking in. Let's let's do it. Let's rob Loomis Fargo. So then you get this really cool. I, I find a lot of montages to be especially exhausting. Mm-hmm. Not these. There's like five montages in this movie, and they're all they're good. They're they're because they're perfect. They're, they're not too long. No. Well, um, you don't need them to be long. That's what you know. It's to show a lot of stuff in a short amount of time. Right. You can make your montage seventeen seconds. Right. And they're great. They're hysterical. Is this the part where uh, they're like going over? The- how they're gonna they're like in an alleyway and he's yeah. like trying to throw cinder blocks into a dumpster and he just keeps missing uh <laughs> she makes him eat a uh eat a tarantula a dead tarantula <laughs> and they do in the um like afterwards they do like the the blooper reel or whatever he's, mm-hmm. he takes a spider back out of his mouth and he's like i can hear everybody like all around go, <laughs> like everybody's gagging uh, and the first time i watched it i was like oh yeah oh. it's it's a little hard to watch. But you can tell it's just a prop. Right. Like, it's just a prop spider. But still, you, you have that... Like, yeah. You just have that thought in your head It's so, of... Like, the noise it makes when he bites into <laughs> it is pretty gross. But yeah, Kristen Wiig's like, 
All right, we're gonna have to get your immune system up. So I got a I got a tarantula for you. It's dead. It's dead. So he just like picks it up and whole hog just shoves the whole thing into his mouth. Pretty gross. Um, right after that scene, which like you said, it was a great montage to get ready. <laughs> uh, David fucking slaps an aggressive amount of baby powder. I, I assume which I assume that's baby powder, dude, and slaps aggressively too. That's, that's what, yeah, like just yeah, wham, just like right up in his, you oh. know, yeah, his privates. He, yeah, imagine trying to uppercut your own testicles. <laughs> That's kind of what's going on. It is just the whole bathroom floor is just covered in powder. Oh, man. His haircut, by the way, during this. <sighs> shoulder length his, hair with bangs. With bangs. His yeah. hair in the whole movie is Fucking just... Fucking icon, baby. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Style, I tell you. Uh, yeah. The way she got... <laughs> by the way, earlier we said like she got fired, but the way she got fired... Oh, yeah. Fucking way, hilarious. Yeah. She's just trying to like sexually sexually yeah. assault david yeah she's trying to sexually assault because the manager comes out there he's like hey you're running behind get your ass out there and get in that truck and get this truck on the road asaf and p and she's like well, what if i she's like i quit and he's like good then you won't have to, i don't have to pay you unemployment and she's like actually i don't quit she's like i'm gonna i'm sexually harassing david Ooh. And she's like, now you're going to get fired if you don't fire me. Uh, and she like takes off her gun and her belt. And she's like <laughs> grinding on it and shit. It goes flying across Throw the room. It, yeah. yeah, the gun goes off. <laughs> you're fired. She starts to leave. He's like, leave the uniform. So she just has to like take her top off right there <laughs> while she's marching out. Yeah. Oh, man. And there's, <sighs> there's a good bit after that. Oh, he's like, can, well, I, can I get your phone number? Can I get your phone number? <laughs> Yeah, she, all he has is a pencil. I don't have. I don't have a. I don't have a pen. No, no, you, you ain't got nothing on you. You ain't got nearly nothing on your, your upper half. <laughs> Look real good, but the, the bra and what it encases. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he gives him a, a her a pencil to write, <laughs> to write his number to write her number to write her number on his arm. She's like, <laughs> she's like, man, you really gotta gotta push hard to get it to show up. He's like, yeah, it's fine. Just just dig it in. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just a lot of this slapsticky shit is just just throughout the whole movie. It's yeah, done. It's, it's done really well. It's just it, it it works. It all works together. Fast forward to the robbery in progress. Uh, his coworker kind of barges in on him for a second. Uh, what's his name? Ty. Uh, shout out to that guy, by the way, who is funny the three times he's in this movie. <laughs> right. Whoa, I'm gonna ruin this dude's name. Yeah, it was Ty. Uh, um, oh, his real name? Yeah. Yep. Nyema Williams. Yeah, by Mr. Williams. I want to say maybe Nyema. It's N-J-E-M-A. That's his first name. I have no idea how to pronounce that. Didn't look it up. But anyway, he's very funny in this. He's like, man, you said there wasn't no overtime. So I'm just picking up a next shift. Uh, next shift's mine. Uh, there's a there's a bit where he, uh, he meets with uh, Leslie Jones. She's like, hey, I'm with the FBI. And he's like, you look like you with the WNBA. <laughs> he's just burning the hell out of her, man. It's it's but really. It's, it's funny because like everybody in the film does it with her. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, Kristen Wiig Kristen yeah. calls. I know you're just two, two nice men trying to do a difficult job. And she's like, call me a dude. She called me a dude. <laughs> and then didn't the other guy too, uh, Dan Marino, didn't he? Or not Dan Marino. Dan Marino's in this? <laughs> no, not Dan Marino. Uh, Ken Marino. Did Ken Marino call her a dude too? Did he? I don't know. It's, either way, it's really fun shit, though. So, yeah, we get to the actual robbery, and David's doing pretty well, but he makes one little mistake. Actually, he makes two, two pretty big mistakes. Two pretty humongous <laughs> mistakes. Uh, one, he forgets 
one of the cameras, and then two, he fucking locks himself in the back of the van. <laughs> right. I think they I think they cut that in post too because I think originally he didn't he wasn't like oh no I'm locked in. It just it seems like it's that's audio they recorded later that they kind of superimposed with that footage. I didn't really get that. My two cents about it. It he he looks back at the door and then he just like puts his face down and you hear I'm locked in, but it, it doesn't seem like it actually fits the footage quite right. Hmm. So it may have been may have been put in a post. I don't know, just something I noticed was like that doesn't seem uh, natural. Yeah. What do you think about the way he was able to? He gets out, escape. Yeah. So he's and fucking Owen Wilson is just bagging on this dude the whole time all over the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, while he's in there doing the robbery. Anyway, he's he's stuck in the back of the truck. So there's like a little tiny window that he can't fit through because of his burthen hips. <laughs> uh, he takes a bunch of stacks of money and duct tapes them together. <laughs> and he's able to reach the ignition so he can start the car. And he makes like um like a comical, uh, like a, a little rascal style like thing to push on the gas. With the money. With the money. Uh, so, uh, for whatever reason, I, I don't guess he can take it off because it is just fucking balls to the wall, man. He launches that truck out of the loading bay door. The, the, yeah. Oh, my. And they're all like, what the fuck? <laughs> Slams into his own vehicle. Uh, right. Yeah. Fucks his own truck up. That truck of his, by the way. <laughs> I've seen that truck around here. Is that a Yoda? <laughs> I don't a- know. I'm not sure. But it's got like a wood panel door. Oh yeah, with a, a, a like garage, a like a like a yeah like a pull string to open it. It's right, fucking <laughs> super silly, man. It's just mega silly, and you know, yeah. So um, he you know he's locked in the back. He wrecks the fucking van or whatever. All the other guys like Owen Wilson and his goons and Kristen Wiig, they all get over there and they they go to let him out. They open the back door and they're like, holy fuck, yeah. It's a lot of... That's why he's been in there for hours. Two hours. Because, yeah, they ask him, like, you've been in yeah. there for two fucking hours, dude. Yeah. What are you doing? What the hell are you doing? He's like, I'm getting the money. All, <laughs> all of, of the money. Like, all of it. $17 million. Yeah. That's a shit ton of cash money, man. Cash money. Cash money. Because if that's the bank's money, those are not all, like, $1,000 bills. Those are not even all $100 bills. There's... 20s and all mm-hmm. there's got to be all kinds of different shit in there yeah because in the next scene they're gonna get david to flee to mexico kelly tells him i'm gonna meet you down there but at a later time you know it, when everything dies down and we get her stuffing my <laughs> yeah stuffing, what was it like 20 was it twenty thousand dollars? Twenty grand she's yeah. stuffing 20 grand in his underwear <laughs> and he's just not wearing pants either and she's like this ought to this ought to get you started well i'm good that's a year's salary where i'm from <laughs> Man, the whole thing with Kristen Wiig and and him, she she gets him sorted out with the disguise when she goes to drop him off at the airport. <laughs> and she's like, oh, sorry about the contacts. I, I thought Anaconda was like the brand. <laughs> the brand. <laughs> so he's like got these weird like crazy cat contacts. And he's got a long, and like straight, straight blonde, blonde, blonde hair. wig <laughs> and his red beard. And his gigantic ass that's just money crumpled up in his underwear. And he's got like uh and he's got like sweats on and then yeah, he's just wearing a, he's a got, wife beater. He's got pink cowboy boots on. <laughs> it's fucking hysterical, man. The two of them have a really funny exchange in the car. He is not shy about telling her that he is in love with her. Mm-hmm. That that she just makes him the happiest man in the world. And she just 
kind of manipulated him to to rob that place. He just him going through the fucking airport is the security guard, like the TSA guy or whatever. He's like, hold on, sir. And then you look at him. <laughs> He's got <laughs> crazy contacts and his beard and his wig and shit. And then the guy's like, all right, you're fine. He's <laughs> just like, I'm not fucking with this guy. Look at this fucking crazy asshole. Gang gets to Mexico, and here you got another really great, short, sweet, hilarious montage of him being in Mexico, still wearing those contacts. Mm. Uh, one of them flips sideways, though. <laughs> yeah, one of them turns sideways. <laughs> oh, man. It, it It is worth it to look up Mastermind's cat eyes just to see the picture <laughs> right. of, of Zach Galifianakis in this. is fucking hysterical. So, he, so David spends some time in Mexico. He has like one or two phone calls with Kelly. He's expecting her to come down. Mm-hmm. Again, like you said earlier, she's just taking advantage of David. And eventually, Steve, to get the heat off of the group, mm-hmm. he's gonna turn. He's gonna turn on David. Oh yeah. This is where I kind. I feel like Kelly is starting to regret what she's done. She realizes. Ooh, yeah. David actually cares for her. He's he's left his wife. Yeah, for this he person. left his wife and he robbed, robbed a, a bank, bank for her. For her. <laughs> Seventeen million. Like you never get out of the federal penitentiary for that. No, he did though. Yeah, which is good for him, right? He's at the end. He's like, oh man. He's like, I was getting ready to, you know, to try to man up because I'm gonna have to be in prison, but uh, I didn't have to because <laughs> I stole seventeen million dollars cash and I'm kind of a living legend in prison, so everybody loved me. <laughs> it's, I could just imagine. I could just imagine if the real David David Gant had the same disposition as Zach Galifianakis in this, where he's just like, oh, oh, you know, right. uh, I got a disguise on, I look like Gene Shalit. <laughs> What's he say in the car? Yeah, it's something about a, a cat Jesus. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I think this is a top shelf disguise. I look like if Jesus and a cat had a baby. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want a half Jesus, half cat around? Oh my god, dude. There's so many good one-liners in this film. Yeah, yeah, there there really there really is. When they're when they're done getting their engagement pictures taken and the camera guy's like putting his gear away and he's like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a sucker for I'm a sucker for uh for romance stories. How'd uh, how'd, how'd you, you guys meet?" <laughs> I was at a youth praise concert at church and I fell very 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 deeply in love. <laughs> and then he died. And then we were at the funeral and I I saw this other man. <laughs> and he was alive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, I'll take the live one. It, the whole thing is just fucking... Okay. The, the writing in this, I'm sure that they... So much of this is probably ad-libbed. They're probably just like, here's oh, yeah, what the script says. You just do your thing, though. Because you have Kate McKinnon... It's hysterical. And Zach Galifianakis. And you know they can work magic. Yeah. As far as just yeah, so ad libbing. So can Owen Wilson. He's a funny yeah, guy. Yeah. And Jason Sudeikis. Oh, man. As I said, Steve turns on David. He calls enforcement. David barely escapes in Mexico, or he just evades the police, you know. And then after this, there's a bit where Steve and Michelle, this is where they go wild. Oh, yeah. They go start spending some money. Steve, which is Owen Wilson. And uh, he's like, you know, no, we, we, have, to, we have to chill out here. Yeah. We can't spend any of this money. A little something for the just, boys. Just one thing, hon. Just a little dress. Just a little uh, dress. A little blouse to go with it. And maybe a little something for the boys. <laughs> Buying those kids anything. Like to see these turkeys go out and earn $17 million. 
wouldn't even know where to start. And they fucking come out of the mall, dude. Just in the blink. outfits that they're wearing. They got their braces. Oh yeah, they both got braces. <laughs> they both get braces. He goes and buys a, a beamer. Oh, he man. gets a fucking a mansion, essentially, or close to it. Yeah, it's a fucking really nice neighborhood. And, and then the- they just do a bunch of white trashy shit to it. <laughs> yeah. Like he's got a jacked up Geo Metro. <laughs> <laughs> the wheel there are like the tires oh, are yeah. taller than the car. Yeah, they're like Bigfoot. Bigfoot the the truck, you know, the monster yeah, truck the monster Sunday. <laughs> Bigfoot fucking grave digger. Geo Metro. <laughs> Sunday. Pay for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. <laughs> There's a line from David. Let's see. Oh, he's he's talking shit on Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh and he says, Steve looks like Rick Flair's little boy. <laughs> he looks like Rick Flair's boy. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Gant's like digging through his wallet. So if you uh, you back up a bit. There's a really short, sweet scene where they set. Uh, when I say they, I mean Steve Chambers, Owen Wilson, and his goons set David Gant up with a fake ID. And they're like, Are "You yeah. sure McKinney doesn't mind us fucking with his identification?" He's like, "No, he doesn't value government documents the way that the rest of us do. It's fine." So they give David Gant a fake ID that mm-hmm. says that his name is Michael Aaron McKinney using this other guy's all of his personal information. So, like, he's got his birth certificate. He's got his social security card. He's got all of it. Yeah. This is where uh, Sudeikis comes in. Jason Sudeikis. Um, and his just, name's Mike. Just a power move. And this is... So, they have... So, Steve and Michelle, they're going to hire Mike. Yeah. To go down to Mexico and find David. And kill him. And kill him. So, this is... Where one of my favorite parts of the film comes in. (laughs) I can't not laugh. It's too fucking silly, man. (laughs) It is, but you kind of get a little bit of a serious scene to me. I I don't maybe maybe you took it a little different. No, he's kind of intimidating. Yeah. Uh, I fucking loved it, dude. The the first thing that like you see uh, the, the wife set down like a plate of KFC fried chicken and he just like grabs a breast and peels all the skin Skin, off of it. Shakes it a little bit. He just shoves the whole piece of fried skin in his mouth. Yep. And it's uh He goes to wipe the he goes to wipe his mouth. He grabs his rag. Yeah. And a like fucking a, ear falls out of his rag. Yeah. And he picks it up. He's like, oh, pardon me. <laughs> uh, but, but the line that I love, he's talking about uh they're talking about how they want him to kill somebody. David. Yeah. And he says, I gotta use a gun. He's got this bit where he says, um, He's like, I, like, I, to, I like seeing the life go I out of him. I prefer to take a life. Yeah. To, I like, it's yeah. Not your life no more. Yeah. My life. My life. Dude, that fucking, uh, uh, yeah. it gave me chills. Like, he's uh, standing around there. He's like, so he gets done eating his chicken skin <laughs> uh, and picking his ear back up. His just fucking human ear. And uh, he's like, so you've got Steve Chambers, uh, Mrs. Michelle. Chambers. Michelle. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Michelle and their two kids are all sitting on the couch across from him. And he's like, so uh, who y'all want me to kill? And they're like, whoa. <laughs> they're like looking at the kids. They're like, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. And he goes, oh, oh I see. He points it- to the kids. He goes, it's, it's one of them. <laughs> Just serious as a heart attack. And the kids are like, oh, well, why don't you kids go upstairs? And he oh, like man. snaps that rag yeah. at him. Fucking <laughs> sick puppy, man. So just looked it up real quick. It is Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis, they told him that, you know, they want him to go down to Mexico and kill David Gant. He goes down there. He's, like, fucking staking him out and shit. 
And then he finds like some old Mexican guy that's selling guns. <laughs> yeah. And he's got like a bunch of functional guns laid out on the kitchen table. And he's like, no, I want this one. It's like from the Mexican American War or something. It's hang on. just a it's super like hanging old, on the wall. Yeah. Yeah, just super old black powder gun. It's all rusty <laughs> as fuck. He finds David Gant and goes to shoot him with this fucking gun from the turn of the last century and it just explodes. <laughs> He falls off the banister and just starts chasing David Gant. He's like, run! What? Run! Steve doesn't want me to chase you, but I prefer it. (laughs) So, they have a little bit of a chase scene, and you know, eventually, Jason Sudeikis, Mike McKinney, gets David Gant. Gets him. So, he wakes up in a bathtub, Mm -hmm. and he's like, moving the toilet, and he's like, what what are you you doing? I'm accessing the sewer line. What's going down there? What, uh, gonna be you that's gonna be you <laughs> you're gonna go down there anywhere you're going right now i'm gonna send you oh man he's so so good in this role yeah he really Perfect. is he's just uh the look everything just i would have never thought he he could be so intimidating right but he really is you're like this guy's fucking unstable and he yeah. just likes this shit yeah well like he just likes it <laughs> and then he you see him this is kind of where he turns from being like a more intimidating kind of character to actually being like funny and fun. Right. So he <laughs> he's like, David Gant's like, ah, I can pay you. I got money. So he grabs his wallet out of his hands. And he starts to thumb through it. And he's like, your name is Michael McKinney. Michael Aaron Adam, McKinney. Aaron, yeah. Born in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, at St. Paul's <laughs> Hospital, or you know, whatever yeah, it was. He just keeps rattling off all the shit, and he's like, Pet Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. He's like, home, home in Dollywood. Home in Dollywood. Uh, <laughs> they never told me. <laughs> you know, you think we were, we were, we had the same name. We were born at the same hospital on the same day. That's crazy. You think uh, when our little baby eyes were all gooey, we, you were looking at me, and I, I rolled over and looked at you, and, and we made a pact. <laughs> Like, it's just so fucking stupid. And then they go, you know, frolicking around and they're just having the time of their lives. Oh, that's where we get another good montage from them. Of just them hanging out. It's not very long. It's like 10 seconds. Like they're dancing on the beach or they're like running down the beach. They're playing uh, catch with the football in the Uh ocean. Yeah. (laughs) Been a pretty good hang. (laughs) He's tucking them in. He's he's tucking David in in bed after they're done with their hang. Oh man, it's just—it's a good man. Mon- and he puts a little stack of money in a little sombrero. <laughs> yeah, kisses him on the forehead. <laughs> Sweet dreams, little brother. <laughs> it's so funny because, like, for what you would assume is a pretty smart guy, he's so fucking stupid for thinking that. Yeah, th- that's da- David is. They have the, they share the same name. We're born at the same. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's got to know it's a fake ID, <laughs> right? <laughs> so David. Uh, eventually, he calls Steve. You know, he's on the run. Mm-hmm. How'd you get this number? How'd you get this number? Mike, hey. Mc- Mike McKinney had it on it. Yeah. But he tells him, I'm starting to feel like a corn dog at a hot dog party. <laughs> and it ain't very flattering. <laughs> oh, God dude, damn it, Some so of the it... silly shit he says is fucking <laughs> just pure gold, man. Essentially, David Gant tells Stephen Chambers, you're going to give me $6 million. Mm-hmm. You're going to wire it to me, to this bank account. Uh, I want it in 48 hours. Or I'm just going to go turn myself into Interpol, and yours will be the first name I give him. Yep. So he goes, fuck. He's like, he's pissed. Uh, so he hangs up. Two days later, he goes to the bank. Says, I would like to make a withdrawal. Poor favor. Poor favor. Poor favor. <laughs> there's there's no balance. 
So he calls him back and he's, uh, you know, Steve Chambers now has Kelly, mm-hmm. uh, Kelly Campbell again, played by Kristen Wiig. He's like, I'm going to fuck her up. You turn me in, I'm going to kill her, but yep. she's just going to live in a shed on my property. Eating dog, eat dog food, food. <laughs> eating dog food and pissing in mason jars. <laughs> And if you look at uh, his henchmen when he says that, they're like, what? <laughs> Why? Why? She could just stay inside. You've got her. You kidnapped her. Yeah. Why? <laughs> okay. Just eating dog food, pissing in mason jars. <laughs> so he's like, don't hurt Kelly. I'll be, I'll be really mad. I'll be really upset. You hurt Kelly. So I, th- I think at this point, he's led Steve Chambers to believe that he is going to take a ticket to South, South America. But then he gets off the phone. And he runs and into. He goes to the airport because he's he's gonna go get Kelly. He's gonna go rescue her. Uh, no, he's t- he is taking a plane to South America. That's what he's doing. No, he runs into he, he runs, runs into, into Mike, Mike McKinney, and they switch. They Mike McKinney is flying back to Stephen Eugene Chambers' house, and he's like, "Whoa, Policia!" And he <laughs> scares the shit out of him. He walks over and touches his chest. He's like, "Man, your heart is really beating. I got you good, didn't I?" <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah, what, what are you doing? He's like, oh, we're heading back to the States. I got, you know, another job. He goes, oh, what are you doing? Uh, tax preparations. Tax <laughs> oh, okay, great, great. No, I'm just kidding. It's just more murder. Just more murder. <laughs> it's a woman this time. He's like, oh, yeah, that's probably easier. He goes, yeah, yeah. Uh, where are you going? <laughs> he goes, oh, uh, Rio de Janeiro. He goes, whoa, big butt city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, he goes, yeah, yeah, the women down there, they got big butts, you know. And he's like, yeah, I suppose the women do, too. he's a fucking silly man and he yeah as as mike is leaving he sees kelly campbell's name written on his his hand yeah he's like that's my girlfriend you can't kill my girlfriend he's like well no mikey i can't kill your girlfriend Uh, we'll we'll switch he'll go to rio de janeiro you go back to the states david david makes it back to uh, he shows up at chambers place and they're yeah. having a neptune's conch <laughs> fucking party with like a bunch of meth heads dressed like mermaids and shit <laughs> it is it's like half white trash and half, half class super high class because all of his neighbors obviously they're all rich and yeah they're just they don't know what the fuck steve's doing there like right right uh, so Gant shows up. He's got a, he's wearing like a, a white suit. He uh, looks kind of badass, actually. He does it's look kind of badass. He's got his, his hair, hair pulled back, tied back. Yeah, he does look like kind of a hard ass. And he <laughs> he smuggles in. He's everybody's bringing like presents and gifts and shit. And he's got a box of wine and two like loaves of bread in like a la- huge loaves of bread though in a laundry basket. <laughs> Like loose loaves of bread. Yeah, just a, just a loose, big, fat French loaf. Come to find out, he sneaks in. He's got a gun in there. He's got two pieces of a gun in each in each loaf. Right, yeah. He breaks them up, puts the gun together, and uh-huh. sticks it in his pants. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and this is where um, he goes and fucking holds up. Uh, Devin Ratray, uh, Devin Ratray from our episode on um, Blue Ruin. Blue Ruin, yeah, and of Home Alone fame. Of Home Alone fame, it's Buzz. It's Buzz. Killsaw. Kevin McAllister's <laughs> older brother, who no doubt was probably murdered by Kevin McAllister at some point because Kevin McAllister is a fucking monster. <laughs> so he like kind of holds up Devin Ratray and fucking tapes him up and n- knocks the door down and tackles Kelly and she's like, "Oh, let's get the fuck out of here." There, it gets announced that David Gant is there. Owen Wilson's pissed because they got all their fancy guests and everything's all fancy. Mm. David Gant accidentally 
is talking shit and he accidentally fires a handgun that he took from Devin Ratray. And it, like, blows up a barbecue grill or whatever. I think it hits, like, a propane tank, maybe. I, yeah. I don't know, something. And it- so they, him and Kelly, they jump in uh, old, old fucking Owen Wilson's Beamer and Dude. time to get the fuck out. And I thought, like, I guess I, just because I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. I, maybe I was remembering it differently. But I thought they got through the gate. But they go to run through the gate and it just... <laughs> Fucking smashes the car, dude. Gate might as well have fucking stop. Yeah. <laughs> it might as well have just been made out of fucking like steel and concrete. Cause right. whatever that gate is made out of, they should make more things out of that. <laughs> right. Because uh wow, it fucking total that car into that gate and it does not budge. No. Not at all. So Steve Chambers grabs him and throws him on like a catering van, and uh all the FBI agents are are inside this this yep. van. He eventually gets him to confess, and, and they've got him, and and that's that. Got him dead to rights. Yeah, got him dead to rights. So that um. And David spends so David spends seven years in prison. Steve, I think, spent eleven because it's got like the after the credits roll. Mm. Oh yeah, it's got yeah. what everybody you know what everybody went through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, seven years in prison. Then he he gets out and he meets back up with Mike, and they kind of drive away in the sunset. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mike's got his hair now. Yeah. <laughs> he's got his hair. A dude just jumps out of the back of his uh, the back of his Cadillac, and he's like, "Who's that?" And he's like, "You know, I didn't get his name. I did get all his teeth, though. <laughs> he's got like a little baggie with his teeth in it." Dude gets shot. Yeah, and Mike's like, oh. "That's why you don't run in a. That's uh... why you don't go jogging near a prison." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this uh, this movie's fucking silly, man. Um, I, I love it a lot. This is a good, this is a good like buddy comedy for me. Um, yeah, I I we watch this in my house frequently, probably once every couple of months, just for oh, yeah. just to ha- put it on and have a giggle. Uh, what what would you rate this? Ooh, damn. Uh, it's weird because like I know we always do this, but I didn't even think about a rating for this. Like legit, I didn't even go. Oh, I would give that just on the spot. I yeah. would probably give it a solid eight, eight out of ten thumbs. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. What would you give it? Uh, I, th- I think I'll go a little bit higher and just go for a nine. Some of my some of my favorite like buddy comedies are you know this. I really like the other guys with uh, Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Even though I'm not a huge Mark Wahlberg fan, that's he a f- does well in that movie. That's a fun movie for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hot Fuzz. I mean, if you're if you're into any of those and you're like oh, shit, I really like those movies. Give this a shot. You know, maybe maybe it's your thing. I like it a lot. I think I'm just going to go for a nine because mm-hmm. there aren't a lot of comedies that, for me, that have a ton of replay value. Yeah. There's maybe a dozen of them out there all together that I'm right. like, no, I'm like, I could just watch that again and again and again, and it's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, so yeah, I think I'm going to give it a hard nine. Um, John Daly is in this. It says he was Plue. Who the f- was he? Was that the John Daly, like the golfer? No, I think he's a comedian. Oh, he's he the, the F- he's the other FBI agent. Okay, so in what my, that makes you is a patriot. In my notes earlier, he doesn't look well. He maybe still kind of looks like him a little bit. I said FBI agent that looks like Joe Latrulio. Yeah, he does look. Should like, be Joe Latrulio. Yeah, he does kind of look like Joe Latrulio or Latruglio. However, that you say. guy was funny though. He was okay. Yeah. I feel like he could have been funnier. He just, they didn't give him much. They didn't give him a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't give him much. He was very, uh, what that makes you, ma'am, is a patriot. <laughs> Do you have anything else? I think we've pretty much wrapped it up. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're, I think we're wrapped up. Um, you know what? 
I tell you what, though, before we go watch a shit movie, you want to do a little more trivia? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Like last time, you want to do action movie trivia or Ooh. horror movie trivia? Because I am horrible. Horror movie trivia. All right. You still want the last five? Just do first five. Okay. Horror movie trivia. Question number one. What classic horror movie features a serial killer in a William Shatner mask? Friday the 13th? Halloween? The Texas Chainsaw Massacre? <laughs> or The Fog? Uh, is it The Fog? No. Drink a beer. You said William Shatner mask? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Friday the 13th? Halloween? Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I don't know horror films. It's Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Due to its shoestring budget, the prop department for Halloween 1978 had to use the cheapest mask they could find in the costume store, a William Shatner mask from The Devil's Reign in 1975, uh, which they altered by spray painting the face white and reshaping the eye holes. Huh. Uh, In which horror movie does the protagonist write a book that contains only one line... All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, repeated over and over and over and over. The Devil's Reign, The Shining, Writer's Block, or The Ninth Gate? The Shining. Very good. The book that Jack writes in The Shining only contains one sentence. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, repeated over and over. Directly, Stan- Director Stanley Kubrick had each page individually typed. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, What classic horror movie was originally titled The Babysitter Murders? A Nightmare on Elm Street? Rosemary's Baby? Halloween or Scream? Your guess is as good as mine, because those are all movies where babysitters die, except for Rosemary. I mean, never mind. (laughs) (coughs) Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Scream? No. What were the other two? Rosemary's, Rosemary's Baby, Baby and, and Halloween. Halloween? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Director John Carpenter originally intended to call his movie The Babysitter Murders, but producer Irwin Yablans thought the story might resonate more if it were based around a specific holiday. So the title was changed to Halloween. Hmm. Uh, how many people associated with The Exorcist died during production? Fuck. Three, six, nine, or twelve? I'm going to go low and say three. What the fuck? (laughs) That's fucking crazy. Six? What? Nine? Oh, my God. By the end of the film's production, nine people associated with its making had passed away, including Jack McGowan, who played Burke Dennings, Linda Blair's grandfather, a night watchman on the set, and a special effects expert. What the fuck? I don't know, man. That's fucking kind of fucked up. Uh, what horror? What horror film was the first movie to show a woman in just a bra and a slip, <sighs> like almost a titty? <laughs> uh, the Haunting, The Wax Museum, Psycho, or Bride of Frankenstein? Psycho. Very nice. The opening scene of Psycho, Marion Crane, played by Janet Lee. Wears only a white bra and a half slip, having just a midday tryst with her divorced love in a hotel. While the scene leaves much in the modern uh, to the modern imagination, 
1960, it was shockingly direct. I bet. So, yeah. Yeah, nice uh, nice work. Okay. Uh, did you read all the questions? I read one through five. Question number six, Daniel. Tyrion Lannister from <laughs> from a show I've never, never seen. What color is Freddy Krueger's sweater? Oh, shit. Is it red and yellow? Mm. Red and black? Mm. Red and blue? Mm. Or red and green? Uh, red and green. Final answer. Thank you. You are correct. Woo! Craven chose to make Kruger's sweater red and green after reading an article in a 1982 Scientific American that said these two colors were the most clashing colors to the human retina. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Moving on. All right. <laughs> Question number seven. How many people does Jason kill in the first Friday the 13th film? Oh, holy fuck. Uh, Is it nine, 13, five, or zero? Well, I was going to say one, <laughs> but one's not an option, so I'm going to say zero. You are correct. Well, I, th I think that trivia is wrong. Really? Yeah, I, I think that's wrong. At the very, very end, there's a woman in a canoe out in the middle of the lake, and the cops are rolling up, and she's like, ah, and he like jumps out of the water and grabs her and drags her under. Doesn't mean he killed her. Doesn't mean he killed her. Because it says in the first movie, Jason's mother, Pamela, does the killing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think he does kill one woman at the end. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll write us at it's just two movies at gmail.com. Tell me I'm wrong, bitch. I've seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Question number eight. In Scream, what is rule number one on Randy's list of Ooh. rules for surviving a horror movie? Very good. Don't have sex. Don't say, I'll be right back. Don't drink or do drugs. Or finally, don't go outside alone. I have no idea which one's first. I'll say, don't say, I'll be right back. Oh, I'm sorry. Fuck. Drink your fucking beer. Uh, don't go outside alone. Oh, I'm sorry. Drink your fucking beer again. The, the sex one. That is correct. All right. I was like, I know they're all on there. It's got your best friend in it, Matthew Lillard, when he's like, I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, Scream itself subverts the idea that sex marks a character for certain death when Sydney sleeps with Billy, who turns out to be one of the killers. Ooh. Ah. Ah. Moving on. Question so number nine. Let's scream. <laughs> what horror movie required the purchase of 500 Florida frogs and 100 giant South American toads? Is it the frogs? Invasion of the body snatchers? Creature from the Black Lagoon? Or Pet Cemetery? The, the frogs? That is correct. That's a dumb fucking question. <laughs> In what movie did they purchase a billion frogs? Was it the frogs? <laughs> it's probably the one sure. titled the frogs. Uh, many of the 500 Florida frogs and 100 giant South American toads purchased for use in the frogs escaped during production. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> question number 10. What was the original title of The Blob? Was it The Glob? Ooh. The spheroid, the thing, or the lump. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the lump. Uh, what was the one that's like the spheroid or something like that? 
Is that your final answer? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Drink your goddamn beer. Fucking fuck. Fucking fuck. This next question must be right because you're out of beer. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if I'm wrong? Got a gun in the studio. Um, Is it the glob, the thing, or the lump? The thing? Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. Go to the refrigerator and get a fucking beer. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right daniel is it the glob or the lump the original title for the blog oh god is it it would be fucking too funny if it was the lump the final answer i mean i think it's the other one but i kind of just want to say it's the lump oh fuck drink your goddamn beer the glob that is correct Got it. Fourth try. Damn, that looks like a good beer. Ooh, that's got like a... That's like smoky. What's, it's a Weissbach, right? I think yeah, it says Weizen, on the back. Weizenbach. Or, oh, uh, Weizen, Weizen, Weizenbach? Mm-hmm. Wow. Whoa. Man, that is fucking roasty. It doesn't taste like it looks it would taste. Well, that's delightful. Was that all of them? That's it. That was the last one? It was the... 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 Blah. The blur. The blur. <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. Okay. Moving you ever on. seen Flubber? <laughs> With uh, Robin Williams? Robin Williams? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I've seen it. I've never seen it. I just was curious. Really? If, if you've seen Flubber. You've never seen Flubber? No. The fuck is wrong with you? I I don't know. I skipped elementary school that day. Drink your fucking beer. They showed it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so now that we're done with that, talking about the good movie, doing a little trivia, that was a, was a good time. Uh, we got to go watch a dumb movie, and we have chose, we wanted to go with something that was like heist related. We kicked a couple around, mm-hmm. we saw another one that we were about to choose that we thought maybe might be... Too bad? It might be too bad, like yeah. where there's nothing to say about it because it's too fucking stupid. Uh, so instead we chose, uh, which the other one, by the way, is a movie called Checkmate. Uh, starring Danny Glover. If you've seen it, write me in. Let me know how bad it is. Uh, let me know how bad it is. Like, is it is it so bad? It, like, it's not even worth talking about. Just out of my own morbid curiosity. It's just two movies at gmail dot com. Uh, <clears throat> but instead, we went with the Vault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. Yeah, it uh, stars t- uh, James Franco. James Franco and his mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Is, uh, uh, is what it looks like. So we're going to go... Yeah, 2017. Yeah. Um, we're going to... It's made uh, no money. No. Which I think is insane when there's a movie with James Franco in it, and I made more money than that movie did. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's fucking crazy. This movie profited, like, what, $7,000? Uh, no, the worldwide, no, the worldwide earnings wasn't... Uh, no, they'd lost a lot of fucking money, right? Yeah, I bet uh, so. The budget was $5 million. <laughs> And worldwide, they made $346,000. God damn. That's bad. Yeah, that's real bad. So uh, we're going to go watch it and see why it's so bad. All right. We'll be back in a few minutes. Uh, here's a word from our sponsors, whoever they may be. Did you know that there are ties to aluminum and Alzheimer's? That's right. Aluminum entering the bloodstream may have a significant impact on early onset Alzheimer's. 
Are there significant studies in regards to deodorants that use aluminum? No, but there is one deodorant and antiperspirant out there that goes the extra mile for you. Old Blue. Old Blue uses 14 times the amount of aluminum other companies do. Is it toxic? Maybe, maybe not. Wow, Travis, you smell really good today. Is that a new cologne? No, it's just my new deodorant. Really? I should get some for my husband. What's it called? Oh, yeah, it's uh, it's called, um, uh, it's called, um, hi, I'm Travis. Bills piling up, stressing you out, embarrassing moments keeping you awake at night. Want to forget that awkward fart in that boardroom meeting? Don't we all? I used to stress out about things I'd said and done in the past, but now I don't deodorize to smell nice. I deodorize to forget. Smelling nice is just a bonus. Old Blue. Deodorize to forget. Now in five great scents. Or is it four? Is it uh, there five? I'm fairly certain there's five. Check out Old Blue Aluminum Deodorant and Antiperspirant.com and enter code 2MOVIES to get... Um... Uh, it, it, it does something. I, it, it escapes me. Okay, we're back. We had a couple of drinks. We watched The Vault. I should have written down any information about this. Uh, so The Vault was a 2017, I believe. Okay, yeah, that sounds uh, right. Film with Frames Janko. Frames Janko. Uh, <laughs> James Franco. The budget for this film. Well, we talked about this earlier. We mentioned this earlier. Um, the I don't think I don't, we did. We did. Okay. Yeah. But I'll just go ahead and say it again. The budget was five million worldwide. It brought in three hundred forty-six thousand dollars. So it lost a lot of fucking money. Hey, shit do you think, Danny? Right off the bat, do you think that most of the budget was to get James Franco in this film? And who do you think convinced James Franco to be in this film? I, man, I really don't know. Um, I'm not sure why James Franco is in this, though. That's also another point I was going to bring up. He doesn't need to be in this film. No. No, and the, the casting, for the most part, is not a terrible job. It just It's unnecessary for him to be in it. Right. Yeah. That's why I'm like, okay, who who, who did James Franco owe? You know what I mean? Like a favor to. Yeah. I, <laughs> Dan Bush, I guess. That's the director. Dan Bush. Yeah. That's a good name. Thanks, man. <laughs> Written by also Dan Bush and Conal Byrne. Conal Byrne? The Colonel? The Colonel? Yeah. This was a movie. Yeah. It's not It's not great per se. Uh, the stars a Francesca Eastwood, Tieran Manning. James Franco or Frames Janko. <laughs> However you want to. Uh, Scott Hayes. <laughs> that name. Wow. Oh, the lady that plays Susan. Her last name is Kilcher. Yep. <laughs> uh, Jeff Gum. It's got Jeff Gum in it. It's got Jeff Jeff Gum. Oh, you know who else? You know who else shouldn't really be in this film? Clifton Collins Jr. Yeah. Just, like I like him. No, he, no, no. That's the thing. I like him, but it just it doesn't have to be him. He's a you really get, good actor. You could get anybody. It's a two minutes of screen time for him. Two and a half, maybe a little bit more. Because he, it's, yeah, he was like in the beginning, then he yeah. wasn't, and then he was at the and end. and then he's just in the end for a couple seconds. Yeah. All right. Okay. I think we both agree 
that this movie started off weird as fuck. It did. And it was a little confusing, but 30 to 45 minutes in and we were like, I don't hate this. Yeah, I was like kind of into it. Kind of into it. Not going to lie. Um, I do. The very first thing that I have that's negative about the movie in any way is my very first note. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just says uh, Crimson and Clover and awful long ass intro. Yeah, uh, the intro actually, was bad. I actually like the song, but just the, the whole way the intro was shot. It's like newspaper clippings and close up of faces and eyes scribbled out of stuff. And oh, it's dumb. Yeah, it was, it, it was, was dumb and it was real, 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 real long. It was dumb and it was just too long. Yeah. yeah. They, I think you talked about this in an earlier episode how the opening credits for older film well actually no this was because this was 2017 so some films are still doing this where they do the open it is less common now though but like um i always think of like uh the sam Raimi mm spider-man stuff i'm paraphrasing but it's incredible it's like picture of dna and spider webs and I it just it's real real fucking long and they tend to not do it starting at a certain point they're like well we'll do less of that less of that we just want to go watch the movie try to give this a brief rundown or okay listen I'm listening James Franco he likes hot water (laughs) this movie stars his mustache. James Franco is best supporting role <laughs> as the guy who gets to have the mustache on his face. Do you know, do you want to know the the notes that I have here? Yeah, read all, both of them to me. <laughs> it's just one. You know what it says? And what's it say? The budget was mostly for James Franco's mustache. <laughs> yeah, probably. And a lot of glue. That thing is so it's like it's very um wispy. It's real loose at the ends, I felt. Yeah. It's like what it, I don't know. Like he would like comb it up and <laughs> shave under it, <laughs> yeah, and then comb it back down. And like it wasn't. Um, whew, it's not a good look, was it? No, that was the worst look that they could have chose. Yeah, I didn't like it. And again, he didn't really need to be in this film. Um, I think he was just doing somebody a favor. It, it could have been literally anyone else. Yeah. So it's about a bank heist. Yep. That's pretty obvious because it's called the Vault. <laughs> And you can see James Franco's mustache wearing a suit on the front. <laughs> so you can assume it's in a bank. Like, it's a bank heist flick. I don't know what else the fuck you want me to say about it. People heist the bank. Well. Uh, it does seem like in the first 10 minutes of the movie that maybe every single person is in on it. Right. You you don't know. No. Like, who the fuck is in on this bank heist? Just everybody is sketchy. Every, yeah. Like, everybody in the whole Cause the scenario co- is kind of sketchy. Yeah, because the cop in the beginning, in the bank, as you were saying earlier, he, like, locks the doors after... So, so there's a detective right. in the first scene, or in one of the first few scenes. Right. There's a detective in the bank, and there are a few people... That we can assume are there to rob the bank, but they're playing it cool, right? They're acting right. as a customer, but there's one that's acting as someone that's looking for a job. It's 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 a little confusing, though. The detective leaves, and then the cop locks the door. Yeah, he said something about, like, yeah, keep them keep safe. We're still trying to figure that one out. Yeah, so the lobby cop locks the door. Then the detective passes by three firemen, or four? I think it's, it's four. Three or four? I don't know. There's a couple of Doesn't them. Doesn't matter. The, the movie's dumb. 
the cop passes a couple of them and like nods at him or something. So, which made me think that they all were in, in together. Yeah. Yeah. So the firemen put their rigs on and they go in the bank. Well, the door's not locked. Right. How'd they and get the cop the, didn't unlock it. How'd they get in the bank? Unless we missed something. I I don't think so, but yeah, the first 10 to 15 minutes of this were real, real confusing. I talked to you about this earlier. So the beginning, I guess those firemen started a fire, because they're not really firemen. Uh, they started a fire. They're criminals. They're criminals. In another location to take the heat off of what they're about to do. But I didn't get any of that. Like, I didn't realize that they had started a fire and then, okay, now we're heading to the bank to go rob this bank. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) me neither. No, it was was not very clear, you know? it's. I guess it's a group of five people. Um, There's two sisters, a brother, and then a couple henchmen. Right. You've got uh, White Power Pete. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, White Power Pete. Uh, Man. So their names... (laughs) It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I know one of them's name is Mike. Sure. Because everybody was screaming at Mike. Ah, uh, and Leah. I know Leah was in there. Leah was in there? Was it the, the brunette? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Susan. I know about Susan. Susan? Oh, that bitch? Yeah, fucking Susan. It's just weird because, so like, okay, they go to rob the bank. The The officer inside the bank goes to call for backup. And then the detective hears him. The detective that left the bank earlier hears him over the radio, even though the cop says, no, I'm all good. I don't need backup. He's like, oh, I'm going to go check this out. And then we don't see him for another hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. The well, cop that you kind of thought was in on it. Yeah. The detective. Like, yeah. what? Where'd you go? I, I don't know. <laughs> it's really bizarrely paced. In the first couple of 10 minutes of the movie, you... you they. Somebody finally pulls the trigger on, hey, let's rob this fucking bank. A bunch of them are in cahoots. But it all goes down at once. They've got everybody with, like, bags on their heads and their hands are tied. And then they all start, like, screaming at each other and cussing each other out and pointing guns at each other. And, like, threatening to kill the other one. (laughs) For entertainment value, I guess. I guess. I don't know. To make it, like. To hype it up? Yeah, it didn't make any fucking sense. I'm like, why is this? What? Uh, uh, and then they're all just at each other's throats all of a sudden. I don't yeah, know. they're, they're just... a pretty shitty group of bank robbers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the worst. Uh, and it's funny because they only find like seventy thousand dollars in right. the the initial vault. Mm-hmm. The first vault. Yep, and then uh, James Franco's wispy mustache to the rescue. Yeah, he he tells them about. Another vault. He's like, you're going to have to hold, hold up, turn the alarm off. Yep. Do you take this bag off my head, please? My mustache is suffocating me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then he's like, Michelle, you had to turn the alarm off or take me in the other room because I'm special. Mm-hmm. And I'm special a, boy. And I'm a, it was about this time in the movie. I'm like, hey, what if James Franco's a ghost? <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler alert. He is a he ghost. He is a ghost. <laughs> it's just, it's. It's the sixth sense, but <laughs> in a bank. <laughs> it's the sixth sense in a bank. That's it. All right, yeah. we're done here. No. <laughs> That's it. You guys have a good night. I would have got Bruce Willis <laughs> to recast us the mustache. Yeah, he uh, he hooks him up 
fucking tells them there's more money in the basement vault that's 70 years old. They fucking, they open that shit. Come to find out. You know what's in that vault? You know what's in that vault? Fucking bank ghosts. Bank ghosts. That would have been a better title, I think. Bank ghosts? Just bank ghosts. Would have made it feel a little more silly. <laughs> I'd take that. You know what I mean? Give me a, give me a, put a weigh-ins in there. Instead of White Power Paul. Give me like a, <laughs> me like a Damon, Damon Wayans. Are we going comedy now? As a woman. As a woman. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Just white white chicks. White power, white chick. <laughs> That's it, I guess. I, it certainly would make it more interesting than the rest of this. You want to know what the rest of the movie's about? Go. Take your best guess. Just silently think about to yourself. All right, you got people robbing a bank. You know that James Franco's mustache is a ghost. He tells you there's a vault in the basement. In the basement. With $6 million cash money in it. Yep. And the movie is called The Vault. How do you think the rest of this goes? <laughs> Take your time. You're right. You're right. You, that's it. <laughs> that's it. You got it 100% correct. The ghosts just kind of pick them all off one at a time. And it ends up being about a 1982 robbery yep. that went wrong. Where James Franco's mustache got shot in the head. Yep. And the first robber burned all of the people in the bank. So those are the ghosts. Boo. Yep. Burn, burn. Burn. They're kind of like burn zombies, I burn guess. Burn zombie, um, like, you know, bankers and, and pedestrians. Yeah. So, but but then at the very end... When the two girl bank robbers get away and they're going to split up the money. It's just two sisters. It's just two sisters-in-law who hate each other. No, they're sisters. Are they sisters? Yeah. Sisters? All right. They're um, sisters, sisters. Yeah. Two, sister, two sister. space <laughs> zombies. Um, <laughs> and anyway, whoa, the zombie, it's out there. It's going to get them. One of them. So these bank ghosts... I guess I shouldn't call them bank ghosts because it seems like they can go anywhere, but they're just in the bank all the time. Maybe. Well, no, they said, so they said that the original robber from 1982 disappeared without a trace. So I guess he followed the sisters after they had robbed the bank. He's back and he's, he's back, looking baby. for $6 million and there's only two people that have it. And he looks dumb. Yeah. It's just a little bit of wake up makeup and a, and a white mask. But it's like, like a white mask, yeah. Not as scary. Right. Like we had that trivia question about Halloween. Michael Myers, Michael Myers is terrifying. He's terrifying in this. Yeah, and they did that in the fucking 70s. Yeah. Was Clock it in. 70s or 80s? Uh, no, Halloween 70s. Yeah, late, late 70s. Yeah, so thanks for tuning into the <laughs> show. <laughs> So there's there's a there's a bit where like uh, where a um, long haired bank robber guy uh, takes a attractive bank teller to the bathroom because she's like oh fuck I gotta pee so bad please don't make me pee in front of all these people please take me to the bathroom mm -hmm. so he does take her to the bathroom they're in there for seven hours <laughs> and she's like I, I can't I can't I, pee I don't I can't pee I, I can't, can't pee with you it. pacing around yeah so he stops pacing. <laughs> and she's like, I can't pee while you're talking. And he's taking care of his finger that is got cut off. 
we didn't see. I missed that, it. Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, yeah, um, I, I, don't, I missed that for sure. They have a conversation for ten minutes of the film. Yep, that didn't need to exist. Like, why did she lead him into the bathroom? She could have tried something. Yeah, I don't know. Not yeah. sexually. I guess you. I guess. <laughs> or, or she could have. <laughs> or I mean, no. I I guess to. I guess because they're kind of trying to take that character and do a descent into madness because he is the one that like burns the place down while the two girls get away. Mm-hmm. So maybe they have to show him having some sort oh, of yeah. humility to be able to make it a descent into madness, but it doesn't, it's not portrayed well anyway. Like just no, this it feels like there's no stakes. I feel like he has burned himself alive for no reason at all. Like he could have just he left. He had to let his, he had to get his let his sisters escape. But he he also could have left though. Right. <laughs> he also could have just been like, "No, you go. Let's go. I'm right behind you. <laughs> We're good, both going to make it. Yep. Where everybody's going to be fine. We just got to get out of here with these fucking bank ghosts." Here's my question. Do you think this movie could No. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. What what do you got? Do you think this movie as far as the story goes, could stay the same with a different cast or like a few different cast members, or do you think it needs a rewrite? I don't understand why it's in a bank. Is it just so you can call it the vault? Like, is that why it's in a bank? You could do this anywhere. You could do this anywhere. The stakes are not improved upon by it being a bank. If you have criminals break into a place and surprise place is haunted, you can give them any reason to go in anywhere. It doesn't have to be a bank. I guess that's like the low-hanging fruit. And the whole time I was like, it just feels really weird that they're bank robbers. And then there's the supernatural element of the ghosts. Because the bank robber thing feels like it feels like a nonfiction type of story. Right. Even though it is purely uh, fabricated. Whereas ghosts... In a bank vault sound very specific. Yeah. Like bank vault ghosts that were burned alive. This film doesn't know what it wants to be, is what it boils down to, I think. I, I don't that's what yeah. I think. I don't know. I mean I think if you were gonna do if you were gonna keep the backbones and go, okay, criminals break into a hmm and it's haunted in whatever way. You know what I mean? You could change that fluff a little bit if you want, instead of being like it being a fucking, uh, I don't know, like a haunted G.I. Joe in a toy house that like murders you in your sleep. I don't, you can make it whatever you want. If you want to change it to be specific, because bank ghosts is very specific. Right. But if you were going to make just criminals break into a thing, it's haunted. What, what would you? Maybe just, maybe just have them. I know it's a classic trope, but where they, they kind of have to get split up mm. and they, they get most of them get picked off one by one. You can add that creepiness factor, I guess. I don't know. I just what do they have, or what did they take, or what were they trying what are they to after? get? Yeah, what what's the thing that's haunted that they interact with? Mm. Like, do you make it a book, <laughs> a lamp, uh, the the um, the like cabin in the woods style? It's a tangible thing. Right. That's why they all go in the basement and they're all fucking with everything and touching everything and. Moving stuff around, it's a trigger or a switch. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, it's the vault. Right. That's what. That's why it's called the vault. 
<laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It it just seemed like they didn't have enough as far as the location goes. It was just like Hey, here's a little bit of the upstairs, and then here's the same shot of the downstairs where the vault is. And the same shot of the police. And the same shot of the police when the criminals like are looking out times. the window. It's, it's quite a bit. Some, yeah. of the death, some of the deaths were kind of hilarious. Dude, some of them were good. Uh, White Power Pete. White Power Pete. Well, so I'm calling him White Power <laughs> Pete because he's like a, like a six foot four, 350 pound dude uh, that has two tattoos on his chin. Like one on the left and right side of his chin. It, it looks like a year. It, it looked like I thought it said like 1988 or something. Yeah, on the something. I was a very specific chin tattoo, which not seen a lot of chin tattoos. I guess struck me as weird. I was like, that guy's got his chin tattoo. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know. It seemed weird. Anyway, above his ears, he's got white power. Uh, so we call him White Power Pete. Did he though? I don't know what his name. I'm pretty sure he had white power tattoo. I don't know about all that. I think so. I don't. I think you're. Fucking pulling. You think I'm projecting? <laughs> <laughs> so how did he die again? He oh he put a shotgun in his mouth. Well, right. The well, bank ghosts. The, the did. bank ghosts. The, the burn victim bank ghosts all grabbed his gun and were like, put hey, it to his fucking mouth and then slowly because he's not strong enough. He's like, no, oh, I don't want this. And he was just one of the henchmen. The other henchman who was in uh in charge of getting into the vault, if need be. Yeah. Oh, he put the drill up to his head. Or did yeah. the ghost do that? Well, it's the it's implied the ghosts <laughs> do it. Yeah, I think it's the ghosts do it. But yeah, he uh he put a drill to his temple and fucking killed himself. Went to town. Fucking did go to town. The other guy set himself on fire, and both of the ladies escaped. It's just two sisters. Yep. It's just two sisters, and and they're coming, burn victim bank ghosts. And there's a there's a Jeep Wrangler, and it won't start. <laughs> if only it was a Wrangler Jeep, <laughs> Jeep Wrangler. Oh man! As far as recasting, do you think a lot? You know, are a lot of the characters or a lot of the actors okay? Get rid of James Franco, but does it matter who we replace him with? No, I mean, you can keep James Franco. Just don't, like you can keep him or you can recast him. I don't think it matters because I think James Franco is a minor character. He is. Like you remember in The Sixth Sense, everybody in the world. Do you remember? You remember that movie? In The Sixth Sense, when surprise Bruce Willis is a ghost, he's also the main character of the movie. Like <laughs> right. he's in all of it, the whole movie throughout. It's about him. Frames Janko. Frames Jenko is only in it for like twenty minutes. Man, that might be pushing it too. It's probably it's uh, maybe I don't know. I don't know if he's in it for twenty. Let me see if I can look up his screen time. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> man, I can't find it. I man, I bet you he's only in that movie for less than ten minutes. Nah, I would say I would say an even twenty. I bet it's ten. You want to fucking fight about it? Yeah, you want to fucking go? I'll reach across. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'll reach across this fucking table and knock that beer I gave you out of your hands. <laughs> knock that beer out of you. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see here. What else I got in my notes? I got I got a couple things here. Uh, let's see here. Susan never pees. <laughs> I guess I missed the bit where the guy got his finger blown off or bitten off or what. He's missing a finger clearly, and I I didn't see it. And it hurts real bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a lot of shots of Franco looking very concerned. <laughs> As most ghosts. Like slow, like slow pan shots of him just doing like a, a yeah, you see the, the face I made? You just saw it. Audio platform, theater of the mind, use it. <laughs> um, Susan does give us, give us some exposition on the ghosts, and the uh, the old girl is just fucking... Just starts slow clapping her. Gives her the classic slow her a clap. Dumb bitch. She's like, you think I'm fucking stupid? Which no, because she survives. Right. Yeah. And then uh, I've got dumb, dumb, dumb. <laughs> 1982 Franco Ghost. <laughs> That's the movie The Vault. The the first forty minutes of it kind of make it seem like it might be great. It was going to be fine, like but it could you be know why? Okay. You know why? Because it didn't have anything to do with ghosts. Yeah. Do you think this could have been just a, a heist film? Or do you think there's just not enough there? Like, I think it could have been. Look, anything can be a fucking heist film. Yeah. Like, maybe James Franco or Frames Janko isn't a ghost. Uh, yeah. But he just helps these people out for wow. a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he cannot be a ghost. But what he could be is a fucking criminal mastermind. Like, he's had this plan for th- 20 years that he works at the bank. He'd be like, man, I wish somebody would hold this place up. I'll fucking get out of that shit scot-free. There we go. Because he's been plotting it for years, just daydreaming about it. There's our and movie. And then one day, it happens. And we need a... So I love Clifton Collins, and maybe he just needs to be more involved in the film. But we need that dynamic between the the detective and whoever. Well, this is... What do we say? This was an action horror um, so you've would got, you call it an action you've, film? <laughs> you've got to have crime. Some, you've got to have some sort of crime horror. You've got to have some sort of horror aspect to it, or it's a totally different movie. If you can, if you if you can and make well, yeah. it make sense, because it's that's half the movie is the horror. Yeah, I know, but I'm just but saying, just, like, it's if, not very horrible though. You know what I mean? If we wanted to rewrite it, we could, like, you know, what if? It was just like zombie ghosts, but they had like big dicks and they ran real fast and they were naked and they'd just be like, (laughs) that'd be scarier. You know what I mean? And like the, the bathroom is for some reason downstairs. So that's why they have to go downstairs. And that's when they see the zombie dick ghosts. Yeah. That's the conflict. (laughs) Dude, man, I'm fucking sold on that though. That would be dope though. If Franco had just been waiting 25 years for... That's what uh, I like, was kind of like... I was I like, wish a motherfucker would. That's a good... You know what I mean? Right. So he's just... He's plotted it all out. He's planned it a million fucking times. But you wouldn't know that. That'd be one of those things where they go back and show it... They'd show it to you in clips at the end. Mm-hmm. Like in the beginning, it'll show him doing a thing and like making a face. Like a... <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Now they go back and show you like little clips of it from earlier in the movie. And you're like... Oh, he was playing these fools the whole time. Oh, damn. Ooh. Frames. Or, you know what I don't think is a terrible idea that that I don't know. I don't know the last time I saw a really good example of this. You know how Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Ferris Bueller is also the narrator. Mm-hmm. 
and his inner monologue, him him breaking the fourth wall is one thing, but I mean like his inner monologue while he's doing the things that he's doing. Uh, I always thought that was refreshing. Yeah. It's been a minute since I've seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off. If you could have somebody that was like a mastermind that had, that had plotted a thing for years, there would be unknown variables if you were James Franco in that scenario, though. You know what I mean? Like, how many bank robbers? How, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I don't know. That already does sound like a way more interesting movie, though. Right. Let's do it. Call do him you- up. He'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> he'll do it. <laughs> He's free. He's free. He's yeah. got time on his hands. Yeah, Franco, he'll do it. Do you or, think this? I think McConaughey will too. McConaughey will just do <laughs> just about anything. Do you think? Do you think this film maybe needed a different director? Uh, it's hard to say because the concept's so weird. I know. Bank, well, bank ghosts that are locked in a vault but aren't. Who wrote this? As if we're going. Oh yeah, the the director wrote it. Uh, uh, the director Dan Bush and as I said earlier, Conal uh, or Conal, however you say that fucking weird name. Yeah. Burn, which. I doubt that either of them have done anything that we know about. What's the signal? 2007? Oh, the, the signal's good. Is that Lawrence Fishburne? Nope. This must be a different one. It's 2007. No, that's not Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, no. I don't know that. Wait a minute. The Snigmal? Yeah. I've, I've totally seen that movie. What's it about? A horror film told in three parts, Daniel. Oh, shit. From three perspectives in which a mysterious transmission that turns people into killers invades every cell phone, radio, and television. And it wasn't bad. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It was fine. It's not Frames Dranko. That's true. Yeah, it's a little all over the place. Um, what, what else What else would you do to make this a thing? Oh. <sighs> God, I've never seen anybody put the whole can in their mouth like that. (laughs) What if you saw somebody chug a soda like that? Like, for real. Just had never drinking a soda in front of another person before. Didn't know it was how not to do it. (laughs) What? That's just how I drink soda. Mm -hmm. By fucking... (laughs) (laughs) So, what, what else would you do to this? What would you do if you could just do whatever you wanted to it within about the original budget? You can already have James Franco if you want him because they got him. Right. It needs less of the supernatural. But yeah, I know that kind of changes the movie quite a bit. Yeah. If I could do whatever I wanted, I would drop the supernatural thing altogether or make a supernatural movie and not a bank heist. <laughs> <laughs> it just, that could be a thing. It just doesn't seem like it, it... Doesn't fucking work? Yeah. Doesn't fucking work, man. Listen, you might like asparagus and Cheerios. That doesn't mean they make a good combo. What you about... You put some grilled asparagus in your Cheerios? <laughs> no. No. What about asparagus milk? Oh, asp, asp milk? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know about asparagus milk. Probably not great. <laughs> Probably with, like, curdle on contact. You don't think? It sounds pretty good to me. I could go for a glass right now. Well, you got to milk the asparagus first. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bank, but it's run by the Adams family. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, they love it. Somebody comes in and robs the bank and threatens to shoot a hostage and they like love it because they're the Adams family, you know? They're like, oh, that sounds fantastic. Ooh, ooh, take me. 
You know, because they're in that <laughs> shit, bunch of fucking weirdos. Just I think that's it right there. That's yeah, our movie. That's the one. Or James Franco's been plotting it for years. And somebody finally will rob the bank. Yeah, I kind of like that. It, I like that aspect. It needs a, It would need a little bit more or a lot more action, I think. Yeah. And then, like I said, the, the back and forth between whoever as the detective and whoever as the the lead from the bank or James ah, Franco's character. Who would you get as a detective? I, I love a, I love a grizzled detective. Who's just had it with this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, even this so guy, Danny Glover, the guy that's in this thing, <laughs> I'm too old for this shit. No, but the, a, the, this guy that plays the cop in it, what's his name again? Clifton Collins, Jr. Clifton Collins, Jr. Thank you. He's pretty good in this. I just, if you were going to recast it, who would you get? I would I, get all new bank robbers. I don't think he's great in it. I think he's fine, but I think a lot of it is directorial. I think if you had a better director, you would get a better performance out of Clifton's. Clifton's. Clifton, sorry. If I was to choose, though. Joe Latrulio. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No. No, carry on. Man, I don't know. I really, one of my, just one of my favorite actors is. Uh, Michael Shannon, but See, maybe maybe like just like bearded Michael Shannon, just like I was thinking like a bearded Michael Shannon for one of the bank robbers. Oh, that would work. He could be the expert, like the the safe the guy. guy. Yeah, the safe guy, or That's the guy good. that fucking or the guy that lights the place on fire. He wasn't terrible. No, uh, he had he had a few good moments. Yeah, he needed a haircut though. The hair didn't make sense. No, it's just like you're not a bank robber, just. Real stringy and in his face, like yeah. you're a bank robber. That's that's very it's inconvenient. Not very professional. <laughs> it's not very professional. There's two things I pride myself on. Neither of them are professionalism. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. A haircut was a bit off. He actually was a, a pretty decent actor when he's in the bathroom while Susan's taking seven hours to to not pee, uh, and he's like unwrapping his hand and he just like looks at it and is like fuck. Yeah. And then tapes it right back. Yeah. Up. He's <laughs> like, like yep. maybe he runs some water over it. Or I think something. he tries to like, like clean it up a little bit, but he's like, well, I can't do much about this. Uh, no, no, you can't. It's just a fucking stub, uh, which looked pretty good. Yeah. Looked okay. Didn't look bad. Uh, I thought the, the, the very specific bank ghosts didn't look bad. <laughs> They there's were one, fine. There's one where they look like they're about to drop the year's hottest album. <laughs> yeah, know? it's in the back. They're just silhouettes. <laughs> it looked like a, like an NSYNC, uh, NSYNC album cover, but silhouetted. Dude, you know uh, what would be really funny? No matter like how we change this movie, what the tone is, yeah. it'd be really funny if George Clooney was just one of the tellers. <laughs> <laughs> but he had like a very small part, right? That would be pretty good. <laughs> that would be pretty good. I don't know why. I mean, obviously, you couldn't afford that. Well, if you're trying to give the movie a serious tone, if you were trying to do something funny, I would like a um, like a Tina Fey, maybe. Yeah, you know who didn't do it for me? Taryn Manning from Orange Is the New Black. She just in this in this film, I would totally recast her. I, she didn't do it for me. I, I quite liked her in Orange Is the New Black. Didn't care for her in this. She just if it was a comedic role, what about uh, she's trying? She's trying Tina to Fey. be. She's trying to be domineering and threatening. And she's not. Yeah. She's not domineering and threatening because of... She just looks like she's a strung out meth head. Yeah. She just looks like a strung out tiny little lady that anybody would slap her headbutt or like anything. Just give me that gun. Yeah. You could just, <laughs> yeah. You just like, just take it from her. Like, 
well, how would you, how could you take candy from a baby? Are you fucking kidding me? You're like 12 times their size. Just take it. <laughs> That's it. That's how you take candy from a baby. Get out of here. Take it. What you got there? Oh, I got this uh, Pincus. <laughs> I think I bought that because of the bottle <laughs> one of the in, name. One in the Stinkus. <laughs> Pincus. <laughs> Hardly newer. <laughs> Munster Alt. So this is a mm, that's good rare German regional specialty, pale golden, floral aroma, dry finish. This is delight. Yeah, it's delightful. Yeah, that's what really sold me because I looked at the back and it says uh, Munster Alt is a rare German regional specialty, and I was like, what? I've never heard of this. I uh, picked this up at craft beer cellar in Saint Louis. So wh- who else would you cast for this? Okay. We want to recast the Tyrion Manning. Are we doing trying? Are we going for a serious tone or for a comedy tone? Serious, I think. Serious tone. Then, hmm, gotta replace Tyrion Manning. So you need somebody who's a little rough around the edges. Demi Moore, <laughs> Kate McKinnon, dude. I, I'm not gonna lie. I would, like that's the first thing that popped into my head for some reason. But I bet she could do it. I bet she could do it because I bet she's she could be like domineering and intimidating and fucking 100. percent Yeah. Because she, I think she's just a good actress. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. I, I really agree with like, you. I think she, cause she can. I can tell that she can get in a character. You know what I mean? Right. That would be. I because think it would work. she gets really, really into fucking stupid characters. Yeah. Like that, as Jandis in Masterminds. How do you do that serious all day? Like serious is a heart attack. Right. She would totally work. That's actually. Perfect. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go ahead and recast the other girl. Not that there was anything wrong with her. I just... So the other I one I don't know is... if I'm getting to recast shit. So we're going to make it a more serious movie. Yeah. Are we doing the James Franco's been planning this for years like thing? I like that. I kind of like that you aspect. Think that's, I think it is too. Just like, yeah. here's a here's a man. You know how you daydream about shit all the time? So does he. But mm-hmm. his had a chance to become real. So he took it. Right. And maybe you give him a little bit more of a backstory. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like on his planning, on his home life, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So you want to recast Francesca Eastwood, who played Leah Dillon, who, by the way, is the wife of Clifton Collins Jr., the detective in this movie. That's his real wife? That's his real wife. Nice. Yeah, she needs to be recast. She was fine. She's fine. She was fine, but if I'm recasting everybody, I'll recast her too. Wait, are we keeping Franco? We'll, we'll get to that at last. Okay, okay. Yeah, you can recast Franco if you want. Whoever we recast, like if we recast someone mm-hmm. for Franco, we'll still have Franco's mustache, right? Well, we get to keep him for the day. <laughs> oh, for sure. We'll put him on Tyrion Manning and have her be one of the bank tellers. <laughs> Boom, got her. Yeah, who would you get to recast her as? Uh, uh, Frances- Francesca. Uh, yeah. I don't know. She tr- she was trying to be a hard ass in the beginning, but after that, she kind of toned down a little bit. Okay, so we're trying to get someone to play Kate McKinnon's sister. Yes. How about a Naomi Watts? Naomi Watts. Think you pull that off? I mean, I think that's a good fit. I don't know where we're gonna find all the budget for this shit, James Franco. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi Watts. That's an interesting. Uh, I, I like Naomi Watts. No, she's yeah, no, she's great. I like Naomi Watts. Um, I like to see 
You know what I really like in a movie is when you see an actor or actress that you haven't seen in anything in like fucking 12 years, years. and they just sell, they just steal the show. Right. Like um, Uma Thurman. When was the last time you saw Uma Thurman in a thing? We just saw her in a, a family movie called The War with Grandpa. <laughs> she has not aged a fucking day. Oh, she's beautiful. She has not aged a day, man. I mean, she looks exactly like she did in Kill Bill, only maybe better because she's not covered in blood. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she just, like, maybe it's a shitload of makeup. Maybe it's a camera Probably. trick. Maybe it's a whatever, but she looked like you You would just go, she's 27 playing a, playing the part of a 45-year-old woman, and I go, okay. Right. Yeah, but give me somebody like, like, just who else is not in a thing? I kind of like Uma Thurman, though. That's that's. Think it'd be a good pick. All right, we'll do Kate I McKinnon. Like, I like that. Uma Thurman. Didn't I already recast one of the other male bank robbers? Oh, you said you were. I said Michael Shannon as the detective. You were thinking Michael, Michael Shannon, Shannon as one the, of the bank that, robbers. Yeah, that, yeah, I like that too. Did we did we recast the detective? Oh no. Who, who's a you know a gritty fucking Brad Pitt? <laughs> oh no, nah, man, he's not gritty enough for fucking. The vault. <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna pretend there's two vaults, and my movie is called The Vaults. <laughs> well, I mean, kind of word. Two vaults. Kind of word because all of us are really a vault, <laughs> aren't we? If you think about it, <laughs> aren't we all our own worst vaults? <laughs> at the end of the day, nah, man. Okay, who would you get as the detective? As the detective. Uh, oh yeah, no, I want like a grizzled old fat man that cusses no, constantly. No, he can't be alcoholic. fat. He's got to be fit. He's got to be. Come on, nah, not a detective. No. Nah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Fat Mac. Fat Mac. <laughs> God, that'd be great. <laughs> fat Mac. Oh God. I guess like anybody from a Fast and a Furious. <laughs> Give me any of those guys. That's, Boy, that might be too fast. <laughs> <laughs> too fast, too furious. Uh, who's an old cop? Give me Terry Crews. <laughs> Terry Crews. <laughs> He's too silly for it, though. If he you want is. it serious. He's way too oh, serious. You know who would do it? Gary Oldman. <laughs> Dude, Gary Oldman will take a role anytime he can get it. I fucking love Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman? I mean, he would be a pretty good cop. Yeah. He's Commissioner Gordon in I mean, the Yeah, he is Batman. a good cop. Yeah. In, in the Batman. In the Batmans. All right. Gary Oldman will work. All right. And then who do you want for give me two of Michael Shannon's brothers? Who would you get? Oh, those guys were brothers? They are in my movie. Who cares? <laughs> just make it related. It seems like it makes it easier. Oh, just just because he's always he's in a few movies with Michael Shannon or he, you know, shares the screen with him quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh Shay Wiggum. Shay Wiggum. I think he would be another Yep. One of the, another one of the bank yeah, uh, robbers. Nope. He would be yeah. great. He's good. Shea Wiggum's one. And then you need one more, kind of an odd duck. Give me, um, I bet Sean William Scott would work out fine. He'd be thrilled to get a serious role. Sean William Scott? Yeah. Wow. He can do dramatic. Yeah. He just never gets cast as it. That's a, that's actually pretty good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'd so be you good would too. Have like, you would have like Michael Shannon as the vault expert. Yeah. Who would his his brother, like, say Shea Wiggum was his brother. What would he uh, just be like his... Shea Wiggum would, would be, probably... Would he be like the gun? Shea Wiggum would probably be the gun guy. 
And then Sean William Scott would be set himself on fire guy. <laughs> Only we're not doing that in this movie. They're, they're, I was going to say, we're not doing that. They're getting thwarted by uh, uh, Frames, I, Frames Jankos. I say Sean William Scott's the backup to Michael Shannon. You know what I mean? He's his right hand man for the vault. Mm. And then Shannon's brother is the gun. Gotcha. Yeah, I like it. Because you, you, you need two vault men, right? Well, there's two vaults. That's why the movie is called The Vault. <laughs> the Vaults. Where it's just about pole vaulting. Has nothing to do with any of this. It's just two vaults. It's just That's two the name vaults. of the movie. What do you want to do about Franco? Mm, the most important part of the, fil- the film. I mean, he would be in the reimagining of the film. Do you know what I mean? Like His character would be integral to how the movie works because the movie's about him having daydreamed this plot to thwart a bunch of bank robbers for the last fucking 20 years. You know what I mean? I think he would work. Franco? Think you'd just keep him? Yeah, I think so. Like I said, I th- I think a better director would get better performances. That being said, I don't know who the director would be. Hmm. You know, I heard uh, The Prisoner, or maybe it's just Prisoners, with uh, Hugh Jackman. Huge Ackman. Huge Ackman. Yeah. Uh, I heard that's really good. You've never seen that? I haven't seen it yet. It's no. very good. Really? You know what's funny about you bringing that up? Does that seem like that director would work for it? What's funny about you bringing that up is yeah. that's the director that I was going to choose. Are you serious? Who I'm is it? 100% serious. Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve? From the... Uh, Denis Villeneuve? <laughs> from Sicario, which we, oh, did, yeah. we just did recently. Yeah. Oh, I remember Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> I remember it. Remember but it yeah, well. he directed Prisoners. And if you haven't seen it, it is a very good film. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. I was like, I watched... Have you seen so Mank? Good. Mank? Yeah. No. I don't uh, think so. That's Gary Oldman, I believe. Mank. But it's uh, like one of the, you know, there's only a handful. Oh, that a, that's a new one? There's only a handful of movies that came out in 2020. Oh, that's one of them. Yeah, okay. 1930s. Okay. Biography. I think it's kind of a Citizen Kane sort of thing. Could oh, be, could be yeah. wrong. It's a, uh, yes. I remember reading about this. It's a David Fincher film. Mank mm. is. Yeah. Um, black and white film. And David Fincher's. Be, David Fincher's incredible. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's supposed to be really, really good. Yeah, I uh, I think we've kind of wrapped this one up. Yeah, so we've you're got just a gonna, pretty decent cast. You're just gonna keep Franco? I think so. Yeah, I think he could work. Like I said, under a different direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so. know what? Actually, I think you're right. Yeah, I mean that's about all I've got for it too. I I didn't super hate it. It just was like, man, how cheesy would it be if there's ghosts? Oh, there's ghosts. And then there's ghosts. Okay, How so... How cheesy would it be if ghosts pick off everybody one at a time until the movie's over? As... Happen. So, as just a movie, what do you rate this? Three. It was real interesting for about 30 minutes, and then I found out what it's about. Mm-hmm. And then it was not. Yeah. Uh, I'll give it a four. You can go four. Just for some of the performances, like they were actually better than what I thought they would be. As a bad and the camera, the uh, sorry, well, the camera work, the camera work, the com- the camera work, <laughs> the camera work was pretty good actually. Yeah, it was like, fine actually. The lighting um, wasn't great, but the camera work. <clears throat> there was some weird stuff in the intro, but apart from that, I thought I thought the camera work was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So as a 
a bad movie. As a bad movie, I'll give it a six. I had a good time beating it up because it lends itself to be made fun of. Six thumbs out of a possible ten ten thumbs. Yeah. White Power Paul was pretty funny. (laughs) Uh, And then he blew his own brains out. Like me going... Wouldn't it be funny if James Franco was a ghost, <laughs> like off the sixth sense? And then that's from exactly, 1982. Yeah, and that's you exactly. called it five, literally five minutes before they had to explain it to us. Yeah, they're like, wait, James Franco, he's a ghost, <laughs> but he's just drinking hot water in the beginning, which is very strange. He like, and in the end, he like pours a cup, of, like pours a uh, has a, a kettle, pours hot water into a styrofoam cup, turns around and just starts to drink it. Yep. Like it doesn't put anything in it. There's no tea bag. There's no string. Nothing nope. you can visibly see anyway. So for all intents and purposes, he's a ghost just drinking a cup of hot water. Yeah. And styrofoam. So he's ruining the planet at the same time. What a dick. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Yeah, I'm a, I'm about right there with you. Maybe six, six and a half. Yeah, it was kind it's, of fun to beat up. There was fun. some there yeah. was some dumb stuff yeah. like making fun of like um vault ghosts, like bank ghosts. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, you know what's like not that. fun? What's that? Spending $3 on this film. I did spend $3 on this film. So however much money this uh, this movie made, if you Google it and see what the box office earnings are, just add two ninety nine to that. <laughs> <laughs> so have you, um, have you been consuming anything interesting lately? So for the past, I don't know, like three months, mm-hmm. I've been trying to read uh, the brother's Karamazov, or however you want to pronounce that. Yeah. Uh, sorry if I'm off on that. Are you familiar with that, or no? No, lay it on me. I, I wish I could. I didn't make it very far. Uh, it is a very, very big book. Fyodor Dostoevsky. Oh, yeah. Is that how you pronounce yeah, that? Yeah, Dostoevsky. Uh, pro- I guess most famous for Crime and Punishment. It is... It's a little difficult. I'm not going to lie. Is it the like the the way that it's written, or... Just following the book itself, um, it has a lot of religious themes to it, which I'm not always crazy about. It is interesting to me. I also started reading Water Wasted by Alex Branson, Hmm. which we know from episode one, the podcast. We don't know him, but we've listened to the podcast. Oh, the podcast episode one? Yeah. That's the the name of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Because I believe I told you... He wrote another book called Into the Hills, Young Master. It was like a like an orc in bootcut jeans. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I started his new book. It's pretty good so far. I'm not, not too far. It's actually based in Missouri. It takes place in Missouri because I think he lived in Missouri or grew up here. Huh. All right. Yeah. Other than that, I spent 129 hours playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I beat it. Got all the trophies because I'm fucking lame. Uh, a lot of video games, a little bit of work, usual shit, man. About it, huh? All right. I'd been so, it, it, just in case you're ever wondering what our real recording timeline is, today is New Year's Day. Yeah, it is. So this is how long it takes for us to actually record an episode and then for it to post. Uh, I've been very busy with Christmas and all that. Like, yeah. I took vacation and stuff, and then it's like you know, scrambling to keep up at work. I actually got some new books for the holidays that I really want to dig into, but... I still have not finished Watchmen from whatever episode <laughs> when I was like, I'm I'm reading Watchmen. Yeah, I'm going to read this book. It's really good and I really like it. I just, 
I have so much shit going on. It's hard. It's hard for me to make time to to sit down for an, even an hour and read. Right. But I don't want to. I want to sit down and read for like seven hours. But I can't. Uh, yeah. Can't just do that. Another book that I bought, but I haven't started. Um, called "Where Men Win Glory," the Odyssey of Pat Tillman. Pat Tillman. Are you familiar with that Pat Tillman? That sounds familiar. Where might I know this Pat Tillman? He basically walked away from like a $4 million contract in the NFL. He was in the NFL for a bit to become, to go, to go into the service and was killed in service and the, the army covered it up and it's a huge fucking thing, but it's supposed to be a really good book. So it's fucked up. Yeah. I'm really excited for that. But yeah. Um, well, that sounds good. Do you, do you, uh, do you have anything else you'd like to plug before we fucking scary? I would love to plug the television show on Netflix called Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. Nice. You're, you're a supporter now. Because it's... Well, we watched... I, I like made you watch like one of the cold opens or something yeah. like that. Because it's Which, just... It's so, it's so it's, fucking stupid, it's man. It's dumb. It's silly. But that's our brand of humor. If, if you, you don't know if you would like it or not, watch two minutes of it. Yeah. It, it could Because you'll know. You'll know in 120 seconds if that's for you or not. Uh, and right. if it is for you, you're welcome. And if it is not for you, well, you know, thanks for giving it a shot for two minutes. I appreciate that. Yeah. Other than that, I've been trying to find a uh, serious television show. I haven't come up with much. It's hard for me to invest a lot of time into... Talking about like a good drama? Yeah. Because that's what I kind of go for. Yeah. Oh, I did start Euphoria on HBO. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Did you check out any of that uh, Lovecraft Country? I have not. I watched an episode of that, and I was like, I could get into this, and then I just haven't. Just haven't continued. But I just haven't, because I just haven't. Uh, I also started watch, uh, Watchmen. I watched two, oh, yeah, yeah. two episodes of Watchmen on HBO. Yeah, I loved it. That's kind of what's making me want to hurry up and finish the book, because in the mm. two episodes of Watchmen that I watched, there are tons of, like, nods and hat tips and not spoilers, oh, but okay. things that run tangentially to the, the comic series. I can see that. And I was like, Oh shit. Oh, there's that thing. Oh, that there's so-and-so like you just like spot a bunch of stuff because it's just in the ether. That is this fictional world. It's very, very cool. It's, it's so great for what it is for only being a season. It's like nine episodes. Dude, the cinematography is fucking oh, um, brilliant. Yeah, Watchmen and the Boys are like my two, mm -hmm. my like, and I've only seen two episodes of Watchmen, but I was really, really, I was incredibly impressed with it. Yeah, it's good. I can see why it won so many awards because it's impressive. Good times, good fun. I just edited a new uh, special thanks segment to put in the show whenever, so I don't have to remember what it all is every time. I'm gonna <laughs> go ahead and roll that clip. Special thanks to Brad Sexton for our jams. Please check out his latest project at sons.bandcamp.com. That is S-U-N-D-S dot bandcamp.com. Thanks to Lamplighter Productions for our artwork. Uh, please check out more of their stuff on Instagram at Lamplighter underscore productions underscore I-L. First time listener, we're anywhere podcasts are found. But if you don't subscribe to any of those services, listen to the show for free on our website. It's just the number two, movies.buzzsprout.com. That's it's just two movies.buzzsprout.com. Want to get in touch with the show? Email us at it's just two movies at gmail.com or find us on Twitter or Instagram at it's just two movies. Want to support the show? Great. Leave a like, comment, or subscribe on whatever platform tickles your fancy. 
Uh, and one last thank you to our editor, head writer, producer, and host. Uh, oh, that uh, th- those are all me. So anyway, back to the show. All right. Wasn't that great? That was so fun. Uh, no, I like, I suppose when people hear this, it'll be the third episode that the new, the new clip is in. It doesn't fucking matter. It's fucking stupid. So, um, you can, you can pull it out. You guys aren't going to start sucking each other's dicks, are you? Let's go to that gold talk. We're a one-eyed Batman. Can I make a suggestion that doesn't involve violence? Or is this the wrong crowd? Maybe we should call in a bomb threat to Houston. I think it's free beer night at the Astrodome. The Jedi. Bob, we don't fight with guns. We fight with the mind. Cousin business is a boomer. That is one big pile of shit. Y'all gone. It's Just Two Movies is a production of Blue Cheese and Bacon Studios and can be found wherever you get your podcasts. What's that? <laughs> oh, okay. Mm. You know what? What? <laughs> huh. And. <laughs> no, I never thought about it that way. <laughs> but when oh, you put it man. like that. Gross. <laughs>